Hello, and welcome to The Enthusiasm Project, uh, my podcast. I am Tom, and this is my podcast, The Enthusiasm Project. You just heard me say that. Today is week two in a very special series, a uh, very special hard-hitting podcast series with my very special podcast guest, Heather Just Create. Yay! Yay. I, I, I don't have a thing. Hi, Heather. Hi, hello. Hi. Um, so last week we did a podcast and the two of us talked about something very special that we're embarking upon. Um, I called it Entering Uncharted Territory. Uh, do you want to remind our wonderful listeners what that was? Yes. I've actually listened to that episode. I'm your number one fan for sure. Um, like <laughs> You're my fan. Three, four times. But our new endeavor that we are documenting on your podcast is a live event that we have determined will happen in October of this year. And the event's purpose is to share Spark people. <laughs> to, yeah, right, which totally makes sense. And the, the purpose of having you on the show several times repeatedly is so we can document our progress in trying to create an event like this because neither of us have really done anything like this before and the scale of it. And so last week on the show was mostly like a brainstorming session. And this week is sort of progress update. Next week is spring break for me. And we talked about uh, during that time, making sure we outline uh, a timeline with the big mile markers that we need to hit to make sure that everything gets done by the time that it needs to get done. But in the meantime, between then and last week what accomplishments or what what has changed what have we done <laughs> to make our dream a reality so re-listening to the podcast was really good for me because i needed to understand the vision just because you know we've talked about it we've thought about it coming together finally and sitting down at the table officially not just like oh yeah that would be cool was progress then i was like okay you were very adamant in your episode that you did not want us to hold ourselves, um, like stress ourselves out over right. this. You know, like you don't want us to overthink things. You, you, if you know, you kept saying like we can make an event tomorrow if we had to and stuff like that. And, and while I think that is true, and I believe that, um, I also want us to do the best that we are capable of. So. In order to do that, you know, we, we have six months, but like the weeks, I mean, a week has passed by since the last podcast. Yeah, time flies. Yeah. So um, I decided that we would manage this project in Trello. I started building out a board. I started, you know, when I was re-listening to the podcast, I wrote down just uh, points and it's just like, pro you know, projects within the projects of us of like what we can delegates and like you know tasks and stuff like that um and i think the biggest thing is that i finally created the coachella valley creators meetup right that's what i was really getting towards oh my bad no 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 that's good <laughs> i wanted you to introduce it because what i wanted to title this episode was cultivating a creative community because the creators group was something you've been wanting to do forever and just hadn't figured out the way to do it yet 
and then it ties in really nicely to our event. So I don't know, maybe you could talk more about that or we, uh, yeah, we can talk more about I'm that. I'm excited but. to talk more about this with you, Tom, because <laughs> I, no, because seriously, <laughs> like I have thought about it and you know, we were at our friend's party on Saturday. We have friends? We have friends. What? Two of them. Yeah. And, you know, we were, we met someone there and I was super excited to explain my vision for making the Coachella Valley a new media hub. And I know it sounds so bizarre when other people hear it, but I think because I've seen it happen, I've seen it happen in Seattle. I've seen it happen, you know, especially meeting people at VidCon. um, It's, it's very easy. Just someone has to do it and then it'll get done and no one's doing it here. So I'm just doing it. Uh, but it kind of made me feel like, why, why do I have that vision? You know, people are excited about it, but eventually it's going to be like, why are you trying to create right? a community? So why? Well, because I am genuinely, because digital media has had such an impact on me and my life, your life, yeah. our lives. <laughs> um, I, I want to, you know propagate that i want as right. many people yeah but i think it's weird that it's like the coachella valley what do you mean what do you mean why, why is that weird i don't know <laughs> i feel like it's like people are just like why do you want it why is it like why is that such a lot a goal that you have right well i mean of course it's like it makes a lot more sense if you're like i want to make i don't know san diego the next yes yeah, yeah maybe that's why what i'm where this is coming from well I think I think what it is, there's certain things like, okay, if you're talking about New York, LA, Chicago, like big cities, I don't know. I mean, they can be the hub for anything because they're right. a giant city. <laughs> so it it doesn't really like... There's I, enough people. They're not even like talking to each other or anything. Yeah. It's just they're all, there's so many people there. Yeah, exactly. And I think in a smaller place that's not a large city like that, trying to build a creative community, it just, it takes that one person to do it and to build the community so it's not at the moment it's not because like oh my god there's so many more untapped creator people here it's just that there are untapped created people just like there are anywhere else and it just takes someone to step in and be the thing that kicks which i say every time kicks them in the butt to get them to do the thing yeah and it just because this is where we are this is where it's going to be but it's also i think having lived here uh, for many, many years. And I think since you've lived here for a little over a year, it's a really unique place in a lot of ways. But there's a lot of good resources for creative stuff here. It's not kind of like some places maybe would feel a little... Okay. It may be an uphill battle. But also right. location-wise, we aren't far from the other big places, but we're far enough away to have our own identity, which I think is really cool. Right. And I think that's what I I... I wanted to just say, I, I wanted to be, to like convey that is like, here's, here is not just, I don't want it to be like, oh, you only want it to be a new media hub because you live there and you want everyone to come to you. And like, well, that's fine too. I'm yeah. okay with that. But like, I was just telling a friend of this earlier um, because she was asking me, oh, so when are you going to move back to Long Beach, LA? <laughs> and I was like, you know, honestly, I feel like I've tasted this other life that I'm never going to leave. And a, a big part of that was I was explaining that the Coachella Valley is so much just like a giant Long Beach. It's just like the whole thing is Long Beach because it's so creative. It's so, um, it's so progressive in so many ways. 
Um, and because of the Coachella Valley creators meetup, I mean, all I did was create the meetup and immediately people were signing up that night. Well, there's so much room to be a leader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is like, how, and, how would, it, how would that group stand out in? Right. And LA? not, not, not in a leader. Like I want to be the, you know, the top person. It's like, there are people who want to follow, you know, there's people who want to be a part of something and but your message can actually be heard. It doesn't get necessarily drowned yeah. out in the noise mm-hmm. there's know. there's potential to make stuff happen here but, right and that's why we're doing this right and yeah. I, I love that and it's... i like that we're just enforcing that you know because I, I i know i don't know if this is gonna happen with you but for me i'm definitely gonna second guess myself a thousand times on this journey so i need oh, to be able yeah. to re-listen to this podcast and be like oh yeah that's why <laughs> i don't second second guess myself on this <laughs> on the event idea um at all it's I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like like I was saying today, uh, which you know in the digital media program I teach called Impact. Um, I've been teaching digital media students in their digital media classes for several years. And now just sort of there's a lot of issues I've been dealing with with students after they graduate and what's best for them. And I feel that it's really pertinent to add in a business component to the pathway. I don't know how to teach business classes. I don't want to take any more of my plate. So I wanted to pull in another teacher from our business department, which is sort of struggling to recruit students right now for some insane reason. And basically have all my students take a digital media class and a business class every year. So by the time they leave, they have these technical creative skills, but they also have the marketing business savvy to promote them or to no matter what they do, those is going to be a useful skill set. And I am so excited about that idea. And the business teacher I talked to is so excited about that idea. We brought it to administration. They're so excited about that idea. When I told my students, they hated the idea. (laughs) And it, it was easy to feel discouraged at that. But at the same time, and at the same time, and what I told the administrator was like, ah, the kids are a lot more hesitant than I'd hope they'd be. But at the same time, I know they they don't know what they don't know. Of course. And they can't see what I what we can see for them. They don't quite understand what we're talking about. And that in context of like this digital media event and stuff, that I don't mean that to sound like a cocky thing, but I, I don't think second guessing it on is it a good idea, is it, is it successful, is a thing that's going to happen at least on my end. But I definitely do know when it's like we have this great idea and if you put out like the invite or whatever and nobody's interested or like tickets don't sell or whatever, that that's going to be disheartening. But I also feel like as long as there is a core group of, it, it doesn't even have to be that large of a group, but a core dedicated group that's willing to do something on their end, then it will grow. And that's the thing. So like, you know, this event has is such a an important part of what I'm doing because I feel like th- this is the thing that I've tried to do since day one is create the movement and this, that, and the other, I had, you know, I never really was able to create a movement. I was able to create a community around my entrepreneurial journey, but I I didn't unite people around digital media, you know? And I feel like for the first time it's actually happening. And because the Coachella Valley is what it is, I'm able to also get involved with all these community organizations. I'm involved, you know, industry partner for this program called impact that's like bringing up i've heard of that the youth in this in this industry and like 
I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's perfect. It's like exactly everything is just aligning for this to happen. So, um, so yeah. Why do we want to unite people around digital media and not like baking or basket weaving or whatever? Like, why is that? Well, I, I mean, go, I mean, because, you know, our own personal experience, number one, but number two, which we've said since the day we met is like, digital media is still relatively new. We just so happen to be born in 1985 where we have this special insight, this perspective that I feel like other you know, generations are lacking. Um, and because it's constantly evolving, there is no resource. There's nowhere that you, I mean, anyone can just start an online course about whatever and who knows whether it's legit or not and right. navigating that. And I mean, you know, I think that we as a society have gone through trends of like, okay, we had to go through an election with digital media that mm -hmm. did not happen before. Um, we had to go through like now there was this whole like outrage culture that that was literally impossible to do before, or at least it was a lot harder to, to make something get that much attention in such a short amount of time. And, you know, I think this that's the vision behind ShareSpark TV when we first started it was that we wanted to be able to kind of analyze and dissect and explain and teach, share information about all of this, you know, because I like a perfect example is when the election was happening 2016, I was more fascinated by how people on Facebook were like not understanding how their Facebook feeds worked versus right. everyone else saw the post and they were right. just, they were just so like angry at the other side and I'm like you know your feed is curated a For certain you. way yes and I can't believe you're not even second guessing that it's so scary to me you know and that's what I don't know why I have that like outlook but I, I am compelled to help others learn how to use this stuff i don't yeah. that's what it comes down to there's there's a subreddit called old people facebook and i think i've shown you some of the things there but it's 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 sad usually, and funny yes and one of the ones that i was just thinking of, which is it's it's exactly that it's basically screenshots of older people misusing facebook and one of the examples is somebody went to the walmart facebook page this older woman and she just said Walmart, like to the corporation, the global juggernaut that is Walmart. She posted a thing that said, my nephew John is, my grandson John is supposed to have an interview there at 4.30. Is he there? And Walmart replied like, congratulations to your grandson. We hope he does well in his interview. But she has no idea that that's not the Walmart down the street. That is like the, social the faceless corporate. Yeah, yeah. The, well, it's the Walmart social media team. And I mean, that was just an example of like not quite understanding how these things <laughs> work, which is which is funny. And it's it's sort of can I tell you about an article I read today? Yeah. So in my classes, we were talking about generation divides uh, because previous generations from us, we're the millennials, you know, killing everything. And before us, there's Generation X and the baby boomers and traditionally uh, those generations had something like 11 job changes in their lifetime, whereas Generation Z, the generation after us, my students' generation, is projected to have 40-plus job changes in their lives. But it was really interesting because it talked about 
millennials entered the workforce sort of with the traditional mindset of our parents where you work for a company and you move up and we're very ambitious to try to like move up and achieve and then kind of found out that wasn't just with the way the world works that's not how it's happening now and so now that our generation is getting a little bit older and has a bit more means we're starting a lot of businesses and we're starting to do things our own way which has then led generation z to be much more apt as they're still children to do that right now rather than waiting until they're adults but instead of getting a summer job at you know the grocery store or whatever like they're gonna try to do social media marketing or your photos or video or something like that which i thought was very interesting but the article itself was a perfect example because it was like move over millennials this is how generation z is gonna do your job better i think was like the sub headline of the article I forget where the article was from, but it said uh, from generations that like don't understand digital media to or not. Sorry, from generations who, um, you know, make mistakes and learn social media, you won't find Generation Z posting risky pictures online that could damage your reputations forever. You won't find it was all these things like they're so savvy. They won't do these things. And I was like, as working with high school students, 100 percent, they do not understand that stuff is on there forever they do not understand that it was it was the classic thing that we talk about from day one of people assuming tech savviness is tech literacy and it is not the same thing and i don't remember why i started telling that story <laughs> but, but I, I mean like but I it think, goes back to the importance yeah. of empowering people to use these tools this in is meaningful why ways we are about this this is why i mean <sighs> Not to t toot our own horn. I mean, I, I can do that button. because I. this is my business. I can say, like, I'm doing this because I'm trying to make money at the end of the day, right? But no, literally, this is my passion. And for you, you can't, you don't, you have a job. Like, right. you don't even have do. to say that. Yeah, so this is a, you know, an endeavor that's going to take a lot of time, resources, and I think it's going to, which I'm looking forward to, put us in situations that we've never been in right. and you know we can work through them and try to see how like we can partner in in different ways and stuff like that and I'm, I'm just excited it's a big undertaking and i'm excited because i just know that like if everything goes the way that i'm imagining it to go then gosh we are gonna <laughs> we are going to be exactly what i've ever wanted which is like the digital media digital literacy content creator couple i like it that's I'm what i've always I, I want that you know i feel like this is why we met and we're gonna make stuff happen we're gonna change lives man so with that in mind then going back to the meetup group that yeah, you started let's get back to the meetup group well no it's <laughs> it's all it's all connected because if the idea is to build a creative community like what what are we hoping having our first meetup meeting with the meetup group is in a week a week yeah. yeah in about a week from the date we're recording this so it hasn't happened yet but what is our goal for that group what do we want what do we want to see in the people who join it what do we want them to do as a part of it or to take away from it so it's the most shallow level it's networking to me you know okay. so bring people together who can benefit each other learn from each other are like-minded do the same thing bring them together that's at the shallowest level the next level up would be uh almost like a group coaching because i consider myself to be 
kind of like a jack of all trades in this industry. So what do you need help with? How can I help you? Um, and, and start creating this helpful sense of community that is supportive. That is like, Hey, you know, I know marketing, but you know, audio stuff, let's get together and blah, blah, blah. Um, and eventually I want it to be a very legitimate organization in the Coachella Valley. That's like, people can turn to us for you know whatever our digital media needs whatever like speaking things teaching things um if you know i've always had this uh idea for the share spark media space to have that job board so if like a company needed a video done i would know all the drone like the certified drone people in the coachella valley and i could just put it out to them and you know they could go out to bid or whatever but I, I just want to create that network and start there. Are you hoping that the people who join will actively, like, sh more share their expertise, actively make stuff, or a little of both? Or Yeah, I see it as a little bit of both. Just, like, it's like, you know, the group version of these conferences that I've gone to, these like digital media, I mean, not just VidCon, but even the very first conference I went to before I even embarked on my journey, the digital summit, um, you know, you've got like your agencies, you've got your solo people, you've got your consultant, multitude of people, but bringing them together and just seeing what comes out of that. I, I just think it's important to have the platform in person. I like that. And see what happens out of that. I mean, I have my own ideas of um, events and things that we can do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I see this being a very big part, potentially, of our event. Because who knows well, who we'll meet. Right. It's I mean, hard to... That's why, that's why I yeah. want to ask the question now before these it actually be happens. The potential... These might be the... I mean, I obviously, I would hope that they're the potential at attendees, but whoever comes, I mean, what if someone comes who has like, who's been creating for five years has a bajillion subscribers and we just don't even know. And they could be like a speaker. <laughs> right. Yeah. You so, have no idea. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, Cause for me, what I want, cause I was trying to think like if somebody say someone's like an, a live event audio technician or production person and they know how to do live events really well and they're interested in it and they go, it doesn't mean necessarily like, then I guess that they have to like, because maybe they just do live events. They have a company or they work for a company. They go to events. They do this amazing job doing audio and they come to this to just sort of be with other people who are interested in that. And then someone can go like, Hey, I make videos and my audio sucks. What do I do? But it doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean that this person would have to want to like start their own podcast or record an album or something. They're just sort of in the world of the thing that they're excited about, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. And more, you know, it really could be like someone who has never even created before has always to toyed with the idea and is going to go Sorry, Ben. The <laughs> thing fell <laughs> fell near the dog and he got scared. It was just cardboard, though. It wasn't anything dangerous. He got so scared. Oh. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it could be someone who's never created before, goes to the event, just happens to sit down next to the in audio engineer guy, and next thing you know, they have a podcast. So, I mean, you said this before 
I think when I was initially writing the mission statement of the Coachella Valley Creators Meetup Group, but you were like, you know, our goal is to help stories, help share stories that would otherwise not get told. Right. I think it's very important. You know, I think it's hugely, hugely important. That's the whole point of digital media. It's like connection, communication. Well, that's uh, that we've talked about, like target audiences as you've been going through your entrepreneurial journey if you hear heavy panting in the background there's a dog that's begging to go on a walk which <laughs> he's gonna get as soon as the weather is and the sun goes down but he doesn't speak english so he doesn't know that but anyway uh the if looking at the your target audience at one point we talked about was people who want to make something but like I was two years yeah. ago, where it's like, gosh, this is so cool. I want to be a part of it, but I'm really hesitant. Primed for butt kicking. Exactly. He's primed for butt kicking. That's yep. that's the person. <laughs> it's how do you find those people? So I'm hoping that this meetup group will attract some. There's so much panting in the background. Oh, you can hear it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm hoping this meetup group will attract those people because what I would like to see, in addition to the networking and the growth, but as part of cultivating a creative community and as part of helping the Coachella Valley to become a creative hub is to see people take that torch of creating and carry it. And yeah, definitely. And not just, I think it's going to be easy for people to show up and go like, this is awesome. Or I made a video or I want to make a video or a podcast or whatever my thing is. And I'm going to make the thing and they make the one and they come back and it's done. But then it, you know, after one or two or whatever, maybe it kind of drops off or life gets in the way or whatever, but to keep that momentum going. That's... I mean, and that's what I told you when I, one of my favorite podcasts ever is Criminal. They are produced or affiliated with whatever, with Radiotopia, which has like such an awesome mission statement. Something about like, you know, their whole thing is to empower and support um, podcast creators you know, and, and providing them with everything that they need to share stories through podcasts. And like, that's what I want ShareSpark Media to be. And right now, ShareSpark Media has life through us. There's no physical location. There's no staff. <laughs> there's, it, there yeah. doesn't even, there's not even a freaking EIM number. Um, so I feel like I can say that Coachella Valley creators that this event is breathing life into ShareSpark Media, which can evolve into so many things. I mean, like there should be an adult impact. Like your program is so amazingly wonderful. I've always thought that since the first time I walked in there and it's sad that there isn't, you know, it's sad that the school shuts down the summer. The kids don't have that. It's sad that the adults, there just isn't that. Right. Um, like I read something on Twitter the other day where someone was like, instead of more coffee shops, we should just have podcast studios where people can just go in and record their conversations um, because that would be cool. And I'm like, ah, oh, everything, everything in my body is like, I wish I could make that. I wish I could snap my fingers and just make that, but I can't. So I, I want to set up the foundation to be able to do that. And that's, that's everything from, you know, this group, this event, me getting more involved in the community, trying to teach as much as I can, you know, trying to be a prolific content creator and just trying to like do as much as I can to position myself that way. And I think that's what's, 
I think we're doing a good job. And I think uh, this event is going to be really cool. Cool. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. And I like that we're documenting the journey. So here's here's the thing, though. Uh-oh. Well, no, it's not an uh-oh. It's just like <laughs> we need to... They're, well, okay, we can do this during spring break, but we should fill the Trello board and, and come up with a timeline. Yeah, that's what we said we were going to do on yeah. spring break. Yeah. yeah. Just because, like... It'll just be another but I think another week. I'm speaking to you now, but I'm also speaking to Heather who's re-listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to moderate our planning, both for practicality and my own sanity. What do you mean moderate? Meaning like we hit the major milestones, like backwards plan. This is the event. Of course. We need this, we need this, we need this, we need this. But sometimes I I've seen you get into hyper plan mode where it's literally it's day forty two. I need to be at this level and doing these things here. And I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but, and I, mean I know, that, but if I do that, it's not for you. It's no, I know. Me. It's to keep you going and, yeah. and on track. But I want to make sure for us and for what we're accountable for each other. Because how each, if you say, hey, Tom, or not, hey, Tom, we would, we would agree equitably. And if we decide Tom is going to do this thing, then I'll have my system for getting the thing done or making sure it's done on time. Just, you know, if you're in charge of one thing, you'll have your way of getting, getting it done on time. But Right, but there just needs to be one place where we could all we could I could see what you're working on because right. you know like right now you have an email out to a potential venue right. and I just need to know that okay it's not in our hands we've passed the email along we just now we're playing the waiting game so you know there just needs to be like I I don't want it to just be like okay we're Tom's not contacting the venue. Like, what the heck? No, he has. It's just, you know, this is the status kind of thing. So, so yeah. I mean, that's all, like, logistics, but that that's what I mean in terms of us doing our best. Right. I want... No, I, I'm, want I don't want to half-ass that yeah, at all. <laughs> I want us to be able to do our best. I want it to be something memorable. I want it... I'm really banking on the fact, uh, on our talent for uh, creating content because I, I feel like we can you know, both of our channels, both of our reach, we could share content to promote the event. But then also after the event, I really want people to leave and just be like, when are you doing this again? Yeah, that would be amazing. Like what I need my, my like boyfriend to come to this. I need my <laughs> son to go to this. I need my coworker to go to this, whatever. Like that's that. I, that would be incredible. Because people loved it that much. There's no, I mean, that's priceless. You know, that marketing is going to take it all the way home. So, right. And I know we're capable of doing that. I mean, people feel that just being in our presence. Of course. How could they not? <laughs> I'm sure they feel that listening to that right now. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I mean, like, see, one of the things that makes it feel really expensive in my head is like lights. I just think yeah. stage lights. Okay. That's, we need a budget. Because visually, that's what I see. And I'm like, you can't make that happen for free. And it, it would suck just being a stage. It would be awesome. But, I mean, how much cooler would it be? And, you know, just thinking back to Rachel's Rachel's event. I mean, she, she it was a beautiful set with a couch and, like, furniture and stuff. And I remember watching that thinking, like, oh, wow, this is not something that you could just snap your fingers no, and have. It takes, you, yeah, it takes you need like, to, like, paint stuff and make stuff. And, but the, like, the venue, you haven't been, right, the venue that we have. Uh, that we're waiting to hear back from yes yes has lights 
has all that stuff already, but then it goes down to the operator. How does that work? And what is the cost? Obviously, that person's not going to hang out for free. So (laughs) what is the cost of the person doing that, you know, and then working with them? Then there's rehearsal times to make sure that, you know, not that it's going to be, I don't know, like an insane light show, but, you know, hey, change it to this cue at this time or whatever. No, definitely. I want to do that, you know, and I think, I think... I mean, see, this is why it's so funny because put all the digital stuff on the side. You are a production geek, yeah, you know, that's and true. that's a whole separate, like we could be producing anything. Still, the production has to be at a level that both of us are, are proud of. Right. And right. That's, you know, <laughs> it can't be garbage. It can't. We would never. It won't be. So yeah. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, it can't be. I'm excited about that, but I, that's the part where I'm like, okay, you know, we, this is going to require some planning and it's not for us. It's because with every level that we add is another person who has to be involved, which is time where we're waiting. Or at the very least, it's another question that needs an answer. It might not not be another person, but it's definitely figuring out how does this work and how, how does that happen? Yeah, and money. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel so, I'm feeling really confident about sponsorships. But I mean, that's not saying that the money goes away. Obviously, you know, we got to put butts in the seats. Butts in seats, (laughs) B-I-S. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, we have to go take this dog out for his eighth w-a-l-k in a row because we're trying to go every day in april for the good of our pups but before that i came up with a new segment that i would like to close out the podcast oh cool which i am tentatively calling since i came up with it about eight minutes ago four questions okay and i have four questions for you that i would like you to answer before we leave okay yay um these aren't like rapid fire questions and there's Things I'm sort of curious about and as people who might not know you as well as I know you or as well as they should know you, maybe they're curious about. So we talked about creating, we talked about entrepreneurship and all those kind of things. Off the top of your head, what is the favorite thing that you have created in the past three years since you left the regular workforce to start your own thing? My brand. Your brand? Just like your personal brand? Yeah. Yeah. Why? My brand. I'm because that's kind of a cop out because it's like everything contributes <laughs> everything to the brand. Everything I made. But yeah, but that's the thing is like a brand can't be built overnight and I love the fact that people know me and I have no idea who they are, but they, you know, that means that my reputation truly precedes me and in a positive way. In a positive way. <laughs> and, and you know, it like I'm going to be a speaker at this like business summit the fact that someone referred me to be that speaker i would have never been able i I would have no idea how to seek that kind of opportunity out but the fact that someone's reaching out to me means that they validate my experience where where's that experience what is that experience it's the brand i've built what builds that brand all the concept that i've made you know my decision to even quit my job and become an entrepreneur in the first place so it's kind of a cop-out but um it takes forever. It, it, you don't even really know when the brand is built, but I definitely can be able to step back now and, and be like, yeah, I'm proud of it. You don't know when it's built, but you know when it's not built. Yeah. <laughs> um, my second question. Yes. <clears throat> Thinking very broadly and very generally, five years from now, what would a 
typical day in the life look like in a dream world for you? Five years? Jeez. I don't do long-term planning. <laughs> I know. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> um, well, hopefully I have a book written. That's been that's a long-term goal for me. Um, I Okay. You want to play this game? We got this. Let's play this game. I want us to go on tour with our event. And our death metal band. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like I want us to be at a at a point in a position where like we are doing this on a very grand scale. Um, and it's our thing, you know, and we just we just keep going with it. Just spread the message, spread the good news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another one. My third out of four questions. In the past three years on your entrepreneurial journey, what has been the scariest moment? Off the top of your head. <laughs> it's not really my entrepreneurial journey that comes to mind. <laughs> um, well, in the same timeline as the journey. Let me see. Let me think about that. I think... I I don't know what the scariest moment is, but, what, but the one... One of them that comes to mind is when I got into my car accident mm. because that was that was like literally reality hitting me a truck, you know, <laughs> like hitting me in the face of like, I don't have a paycheck. I don't have any kind of support system. And I just got into a car accident, which luckily was no injury. Yeah. But which, still. which luckily was no injury. Imagine if there were. Oh, but my like, God. I just was like, this is my how am I going to get to work? This is my primary mode of transportation. Like what do I even, how much is this going to cost? Like I don't have anything, you know? And Oh my God, I was so scared. I was so scared. And and just knowing how like inexperienced and not confident I was and how unconnected and just how the beginnings it was, it was only, it was a year in. Yeah. It yeah, was, it was 2017 a, a year in, but like, Oh my God. But you took that and you turned it around in an insanely positive way. Oh, immediately. I started vlogging. I live streamed as soon as I got home. And that live stream got me that $20,000 client. So. Right. So you got a crazy good client out of it. And then by working with the collision center, yeah, you're able to get... My, uh, what is it called? The deductible waived. Yeah. yeah they for doing it, basically. They sponsored it for promotion in return. You got the deductible waived, got your car fixed up real nice and pretty. And then. But see, I, I didn't know that was going to happen. So How crazy. How I, crazy. Like, I was on my way to a client when that happened. Yeah. And I, oh my God, I was so, I was so scared. I was so scared. And I didn't, I, I was afraid to tell my parents because. Here I am. Yeah, failure we told you so. Failure. And yeah. And oh my God, it just, that was definitely a scary moment. That was a sink or swim moment. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, and then last but yeah. not least, uh, advice that you would give to a burgeoning, but bur an emerging entrepreneur, an emerged entrepreneur. Um, my advice would be to look at things like um don't look at your to-do list as if they're just things that you need to do or don't approach it that way because then you're always going to be stressed because there's always going to be something to do there's always going to be ten thousand things that you have to do even if you finish your list you're going to add to the list and that was the i can't tell you the constant source of stress for honestly my first three years like just till this <laughs> well, year. i mean there is no finish line yeah right so 
what you have to do is like almost like you know people would tell me work backwards and like okay where do you want to be at the end and try to you know do the step list but backwards but that never worked for me the thing that worked for me was if you just kind of duck your head and don't measure success the way that people traditionally do so don't do it by dollar signs don't do it by number of subscribers don't do it by number of views or likes or clients even but just like you know if you know that for example my case if I make 30 videos I'm going to have 30 videos on my channel don't look at every video and think like oh it only got five views it's a terrible video look at it as if you made 30 videos and that's the win because that, I mean, that's how I built my brand is that I just had the content. What's well, a body of work, a portfolio. Right. And then that is what brought the clients. That's what brought the followers. That's what brought the subscribers. And I mean, if ugh, I, I feel so, I feel bad thinking about myself. So worried about the numbers in the wrong way. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm speaking anecdotally, but I know for me and I feel like for, a lot of people who aren't in the making part of YouTube and online video, I really don't know how much the numbers matter. Cause I know like I had channels I watched for years that I couldn't tell you how many subscribers they had or, or how many views their videos had. Or I, I just, I only paid attention to what the video was and who it was from. Like if I wanted to learn about this camera and I knew it was from this person, I'd be like, Oh, I, that's a reliable person that I like the way they do their thing. So I'll watch their video. And, that's all I paid attention to. And I don't know if that was just me. I don't know if that was the times, you know, five years ago or whatever, but it is. Yeah. If you post a vid, if you post a video and it gets five views, it's not going to hurt you in the eyes of a client. It's still a video that like it's. Well, yeah. Cause it's like, I feel like everything comes down to branding. Like right. You, well, yeah. If you you're need... if you're if you're the get more views thing and your video has five views, well, then that yeah, it's probably gonna hurt you. But no, but but I don't think so because at least for, for right now in 2019, at this moment, especially earlier, like two three years ago, especially two three years ago, um, people are so intimidated by video. Most people are, you know, most people are not creators. And so just seeing the fact, I mean, people were impressed by my 2000 subscribers when I thought that was like, oh, I only have 2000. They were like, that's insane. That is insane. So it doesn't take a lot. I think what they're more impressed about is that scroll is that constant like, wow, I'm still scrolling and you have that many videos. That's 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 so hard to argue with. That's so hard to argue with. And like. You know, all of that brought the clients. That's what brought the clients in. And no one, no one is going to talk about your business except for you. So it's a win-win when you're creating content, talking about your business, showing you doing your thing, showing you doing, you know, whatever it is that you're selling. For me, it happened to be content creation, but like, you know, even as a photographer, even as a baker, whatever, like whatever your thing is, you should, you should, I mean, everyone really needs to be a content creator for success in today's business world. So come to Ooh. our event in October, 2019, Rochella Valley. On undisclosed date at unknown location, <laughs> TBD. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for spending your Monday night okay. in my freezing room. Um. Oh, sorry. Are you cold? I'm so cold. Oh my God, I'm like sweating. Oh. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so for the next podcast, you have to answer those questions. Oh, I can. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. I want to do something a little bit different with the next podcast in addition. I don't know if it'll be the next one because I like having you on the podcast. It's really fun. And I want to do something different than I'm going to tell you about. I like being on the podcast. It's really fun. You're terrific. <laughs> um, and I don't know if it'll be part of our update or if I might have to ask you to do a separate bonus episode. But I think it'd be really cool. But I'm not going to say what it is. We right should now. do. Would you, would you ever be open to a video? Podcast? A video podcast? Yeah. And the camera's sitting right here. I almost <laughs> thought about it earlier. But I just, you know, we got to go. Yeah. Dubs. W the D over there. Okay. All right. Uh, so anyway, if yeah. people want to reach out to you and get more advice and see this impressive portfolio of work, where can they find you? Heather Just Create on all of the things. Yay. And YouTube channel, Heather Just Create. And of course, I am Tom. Uh, I'm at Sodarn Tom on all of the things. And of course, YouTube channel is The Enthusiasm Project. So thank you so much for listening. And oh, I had something really clever I was going to say to end this. And I don't remember what it was. So I will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>